0: Well, my big hope is that when I when you guys come in this winter and it's just gray and crappy and I greet you with a big smile. I'm like, "Hey, how's it going? What's going on today? Like, how are you?" You're not just like, "Uh, eh, this weather sucks." Like think about that. Like you did that to yourself. Right? Somebody just greeted you with positivity and happiness, they smile, joy, and you hit them back with negativity for something that is also affecting that person, right? In this case is also affecting me the exact same way that it affects you. The only difference is our response. Alright guys, what is going on? Today we are going to be talking about seasonal depression. Now, it is a perfect day for us to be talking about this because right now it's probably about 45, maybe 50 degrees, windy, rainy, and the leaves are falling it is a true Ohio fall day, and uh, we had a similar day yesterday. It looks like we're gonna have a similar day tomorrow. It looks like we might get snow in early November, and you know it's uh, it's just Ohio for you. And so one of the things that we've noticed, and Jay and I used to talk about this all the time when we were starting to grow a little bit in the gym, and you know our first real winter came up with a couple hundred people coming through the doors every day and it was always like, man, you know, the winter is really challenging as a coach because people come in and they're really like down all the time. They're not as happy to see you. They're not as positive. They're not as outgoing. They're not getting as much social interaction and all of these things start to kind of weigh on the way that people choose to interact with us or interact with each other inside of the facility. And negativity tends to creep in at a little bit of a more noticeable rate from the coaching staff. And this is something that has become so prevalent and so noticeable that we actually take on meetings and discuss our plan as a coaching staff for weeks where we're looking at really challenging weather into January and February maybe even if weather's going to be like this, we're going to need to talk about it a little bit earlier this season. But one of the things that I like to talk about with people with this is this is 100% a control what you can control. And about the only thing that you can control with the weather is your response to it. And so that's what we're going to discuss today is our response to crappy weather and our response to the next four months because I know that most people tend to get pretty negative about this type of weather. The rain and the gray is very easy to get negative about. Even I don't like that. I do happen to love winter. I love snow. There's a beautiful piece to it to me that I really enjoy, but I do understand that a lot of people don't like that. So what we're going to talk about first guys is the expectation out of you. Okay. So number one, if you guys are listening to this, chances are that you live in Ohio and secondary chances are that you probably live somewhere in the Midwest or somewhere that also has four seasons. If you don't, you're probably not going to struggle with this. And if you're like in you know, California or Mexico or Arizona or something, and you guys are listening to this, then kudos to you you can probably turn the podcast off. (laughs) This this one might not uh, work for you. However, the principles that we're going to be talking today can obviously be taken to other things where we're dealing with emotions that are really... Caused by something that is kind of out of our control, and then how do we fix our response to that, or how do we uh, have kind of a better mindset with those things? So number one is expect expect the worst, and this is the thing that I, I kind of think about all the time i 'm currently in this mode with the Cleveland Browns right now is just expect the worst. Expect them to not win another game. Expect to wake up and have every day for the next few months be cold and rainy and windy and just to not enjoy days outside necessarily. And then every day that does, uh, you know, come out 50 or 60 and sunny is just a blessing and you can look at it that way and if we pre-frame that expectation then we can do a few things number one we can start to get clothes and prepare ourselves for the worst right so getting good snow boots getting good winter coats having good rain gear um, and being able to go outside prepared A few years ago, I made a major investment in some sweatpants and some sweatshirts, uh, some winter hats and winter gloves and a a very nice winter coat. An investment, right? I got out of the army and I didn't have any of those things. I had like one pair of nice sweatpants. I had no winter coat. I had no winter gloves. All I had was like cutoff gloves that were maybe like early fall gloves at best and no winter boots. So I was wearing tennis shoes all winter long. And that inherently then puts you into a situation for the weather to take more of a toll on you. Right now, I have these North Face gloves and these amazing Canadian winter boots that I truly love putting on. They're like a comfort blanket and I don't feel the weather at all. And I get to wear these big comfortable things. I actually legitimately look forward to it. And if we expect that stuff is going to be coming up, well, we should go ahead and start to make some preparations for it so that we can actually still get outside, still walk our dogs, still be able to go out and enjoy a snowball fight or just being outside in the snow generally and not feel like it's this miserable experience because we've got low cut socks and tennis shoes on that get, you know, soaked through in two seconds. And we're wearing light fall jackets with no gloves and no good, you know, coverage on our head. And so the winter just takes this like beating toll on you. So if we have that expectation, we can also think a little bit more about how we pre-frame. And this is our second piece that we're going to talk about today, how we pre-frame the weather. Now, a bunch of things that I like to do with the weather is number one, I like to say what a gorgeous, beautiful Ohio fall day, right? I said that earlier, I think. But that's how I like to talk about these days. Like These are the days to me that make you appreciate the beauty of spring and early summer, being outside in shorts and tank tops with your shirts off and plain bike ball and doing all these things, you do not appreciate it near as much when you don't have these crappy days that you have to suffer through, right? And if we pre-frame it ahead of time with saying like, oh, this is, you know, this is just a great, beautiful Ohio fall day. This feels like football, right? When the snow starts to come, I love snow, It creates a quiet. It dampens all the noise in our life and everything slows down a little bit, which allows me to maybe sit by the fire and read or cuddle with my wife or watch a movie, stay inside instead of always like, you know, hey, we've got wedding after wedding. We've got, you know, these, hey, we're all going to go out tonight in Dublin. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And there's all this stuff going on in the winter. It gets a lot easier to say, you know, hey, I'm just going to stay in today. And that has a beauty to it. That has something to look forward to deep inside of it. But you have to pre-frame the fact that you are looking forward to that. I know for me, I've looked at November, December, January, and February as an opportunity to get better at a time where a lot of people don't. And this is a this goes back to a little bit to my competition days, right? Is I was competing against people in Ohio, in the Midwest. Everybody that I was competing against was in a situation where they had to deal with winters, right? We weren't in this big worldwide kind of open competition series that we're in now. And one of the things that you found was it gets, it gets really, really hard to wake up and go into a cold gym at seven in the morning and do an hour worth of airdyne intervals. But you also know that because it's hard, there's going to be people who skip out on it. There's going to be people who don't do it. And that's an opportunity for you to get ahead. And now you might not be competitive in that same way, which is absolutely fine. However, what you can think of is it's an opportunity for you to get ahead of maybe past winter seasons. So maybe you have this tendency to, you know, about a week or two before Thanksgiving, you know, you're looking at your travel, you're looking at your work schedule, your kids are going to be off work. The weather's not going to be great. We have all this stuff to do for Thanksgiving. Then we kind of go right into holiday parties. Then we've got Christmas. Then we've got New Year's. And yeah, it's It's like this six weeks where you have a decision to make and now, right now, is the time to make it. What I recommend that you guys do is you write down what you want to look and feel like in January, what the the type of person, how you want to be better than past versions of yourself throughout the holiday season, what opportunities exist and what does that person look like. like? What does their week have to look like? so that they can accomplish being that person in January, February. So they can accomplish not being the person who has to set New Year's resolutions, who has to do New Year's challenges to get back on the horse, but rather they made it through November, December, and January kicking more butt because they had less excuses all throughout that time, right? And this is the way that I look at it is if your kids are off school, if you have time off work, if you have time to travel and you have time to be with family, that is all preempted by the opportunity for you to work out, to eat healthy in and around those days and times. What an excellent opportunity for you to test how good your nutrition actually is, to test your willpower, to see if you can say, eh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not going to overload myself on you know, sweet potatoes with uh, uh, marshmallows and, you know, a big crust and maybe some apple pie at dinner and this and that. Maybe I'm going to stick more towards, you know, the lean turkey, maybe the salad ahead of time, and maybe just a little bit of stuffing. And pre-frame. Like, you know, you're going to be eating a Thanksgiving dinner. And if you want to go bananas on Thanksgiving dinner, go for it. Absolutely. I know I do. There's no reason not to, in my opinion. I love it. It's one of my favorite meals of the entire year and it should be, that's the whole design of it. But going into Thanksgiving dinner that morning, I will work out. I will eat very healthy, a great breakfast, a great lunch. I'll splurge on dinner quite a bit I'll probably fast a decent amount in the morning and then have a late breakfast the next day. That is perfectly healthy, right? So it's a tight window of bad surrounded by a lot of really good on both ends, you know, two or three workouts, the days leading up really dialed in nutrition, then bad Thanksgiving, wake up on Friday, workout, really good nutrition, great breakfast, great lunch, set the tone, right? And then maybe I'm just going to have the leftovers from Thanksgiving that are sort of the healthy leftovers. Like, so for me, I like to make you know, kind of like a mixed turkey sandwich with uh, some Ezekiel bread, right? Really good. Those are the things that we can start to think about now is we can write these goals down and we can start thinking about what is our opportunity throughout the holiday season to come out in January better than we went into it, better than we've been in years past handle it better. We are more equipped now with more nutritional education, with better nutritional habits, with better exercise habits than we have ever been. And if you are not feeling that way, if you are not in that boat, then you absolutely need to find an accountability buddy or a coach, get somebody involved. Friends and family are great because they're going to go through the same struggles with you during the holidays right? It's my brother's going to be right there beside me. So if I knew that, Hey, I'm really going to struggle through this holiday season, I can get in a group text with Maria, my brother and be like, Hey, listen, like, you know, we're not going to bring over a bunch of cookies and bad food to Thanksgiving this year. We're just going to stick to, you know, Mike, will you make a really healthy, you know, organic, natural Caesar salad, Maria, she's going to make some, you know, baked sweet potato fries, um, you know, with just some olive oil sprinkled on them, and maybe a little bit of spice, like salt and pepper. And that's, it. And then, you know, I'll do the turkey and we'll do this and that, right? If that's where you're at, have that accountability text message, organize that group. Now find those people. And if you don't have those people, it's not going to be friends or family. Do it with a coach. Get that set up now. Hey, I usually struggle through the, the holiday season. I usually struggle through the end of November, December, January. Right. I have not been great there. I'd love to be able to text with you to have you help hold me accountable to make sure that I'm showing up three or four days a week to work out to make sure that, you know, I have a good plan going into days where I know I'm going to be eating unhealthy. Right. I've got three holiday parties for my work, my husband's work in the gym. Then I've got Christmas. Then we're out of town. We're going to the Bahamas for a week. Then we're back in January. And I don't want to go through that six weeks and come back and lose every everything that I've gained. I don't want to lose my momentum more than anything because that in health and fitness, that momentum is what a lot of people ride on. And now we've talked about how habits are way more important than momentum is, right? These this uh, I think somebody I heard call it motivation porn on YouTube is rampant now because people are trying to ride this emotional high of motivation, which that's, it's short lived, right? It's like winning the lottery. It doesn't fix your money problems. Okay. We have to be thinking about, we have to work closer and closer to setting up these habits. And this holiday season, this winter season is an excellent opportunity for us to start being like working on our mindset to pre-frame weather to have expectations for ourselves and look at the opportunities that are available to us to come out of this holiday season better than we entered it. And what's going to happen. And it happens every year is people start to give into the weakness, right? It's, yeah, you know, I haven't been super dialed in. I've, you know, haven't been making it quite as much as I wanted to. And Now I'm starting to lose everything that I work towards. And so I don't have, you know, any motivation. And so, yeah, I think I'm just going to maybe put my membership on hold, or I think I'm going to cancel, or I think, you know, I'm just going to stop showing up for a little bit. and All of those things, like, again, if, if you're relying on motivation day in and day out for you to come in, you will fail 100% you will fail on a long enough timeline you will fail multiple times and yeah you can certainly get remotivated you can certainly have a conversation you can you know have a friend start you can meet with a coach you can do this and we remotivate reinvigorate establish a new plan but what we talk about as coaches is establish a plan that works towards habit building establish a plan that we know that we can be successful with for the next 3 months 6 months 1 year And if we're not working closer towards that, if we're not getting closer to relying on our habits as our backbone instead of our motivation, then we're just kind of kicking the can down the road till we can't kick it anymore. So that's what I think about a lot. And I hope that that helps pre-frame how you guys go into this is look at it as an opportunity. I'm, I'm such a competitive person that it's really easy for me to say, like when things get hard for, let's just say everyday Americans, that those are the times where I want to like, I want to be fueled by that. I want to be somebody where it's like, oh yeah, it's like, it's hard for you to, you know, open a second gym. Like, let's just say, cause that's what I'm ingrained with right now. Awesome. Like that. What's hard about it? Fantastic. Great. I'm going to make sure that I bust my ass to make sure that all of that is world-class. I'm going to make sure that I'm up earlier, working harder, more hours like that. I am dialing that in. I'm surrounding myself with people that can help me, that can educate me. And I'm going to look at that as an opportunity when everybody else says, you know, hey, I'm going to go and you know, like, yeah, hey, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do anything for the gym this week. Cause it's, you know, Christmas week and it's like Christmas and that's new year's. So like, I'm just going to kind of, you know, I'll just probably take new year's Eve off and I'll probably take Christmas or sorry. Now will probably say Christmas Eve and Christmas off, I'll probably take new year's Eve and new year's off, probably go out for new year's Eve and this and that it's like, no, like, okay, that's, this is where, you know, my balance quote unquote balance um, needs to be outweighed to the things that I want to do exceptionally well. And so if you guys are I want to be exceptionally fit. I want to be, I want to look exceptional. I want to feel exceptional. I want to be healthier and fitter this year than I was last year. Well, that means that you have to change. And that means that you have to be open to new sacrifices, like maybe not diving in and eating an entire apple pie for Thanksgiving maybe not going and, you know, just crushing candy on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. And all these things like we have to start working to change those habits. And for me, it's always fueled me knowing that at this moment right now, other people are struggling with this. And if I can just endure, and in fact, if I can actually get motivated by that fact that maybe others struggled with this and maybe they quit right now and maybe they gave up and maybe they didn't seek out help or accountability from people and friends. Maybe they weren't willing to go and ask for help from somebody. And I can be, they weren't willing to be humble enough to say, you know, Hey, I need, I'm not smart enough to figure this out. I need some help. Right. Or I'm not, I don't have the willpower to do this. I need you to hold me accountable to not drinking tonight. I need you to hold me accountable to not eating that entire apple pie in the closet by myself. (laughs) So those are the things like that's what fuels me and it might not fuel you. And that's absolutely fine. But what we need to think about then is what is your motivation? And if that motivation is just something like yeah, i want to lose 10 pounds it's like yeah, that's a, that's not a deep enough why to establish those habits right so we need to start diving deeper into that so when i think about this i use this this time period as an opportunity for me to be refueled by that and my best fitness months are now november 1st through february 28th whatever the year is going to be next year i think it'll be a leap year so love we'll 29th but That is going to always, always, always be my best time because everything else kind of slows down. Right. We don't have all of these outdoor activities. We don't have all this stuff going on all the time. It's a little bit calmer. And so that means that it's a lot easier for me to get my workouts in, to get my work in inside, because there's nothing to go outside and be done, right? Blitz isn't whining to go in and out and, you know, go take a million walks. In actuality, she hates going out in the rain. She's like a diva. And so she just is sleeping right next to me right now. So it's a big difference. And that's what I want you guys to be kind of thinking about as we go into this season is where is your opportunity for results? Where is your opportunity to really double down on bettering your habits? Okay. Now, as we take it back to seasonal depression, uh, hopefully that gives you guys a a little bit of an expectation on how you guys can kind of pre-frame and start to say, like, I look forward to these things, right? I look forward to this opportunity that these next few months are going to be for me. I look forward to the test and the challenge of making it through the holidays and coming out with better in-body results than I went into it and, you know, setting that expectation. But let's talk about if you guys still struggle with that. One of the things that I found happening to me a few years back was I was really kind of getting sick at the exact same point in that, you know, late February winter push every single year, like three or four years in a row, I kept getting this, uh, you know, upper respiratory thing, turn into bronchitis, you know, post nasal drip, all that crap. Right. And super common. A lot of people, as I started talking about more started to get this, but what I know is that once I started doing that, or once I started recognizing that that was happening, I, well, number one, my parents got a sauna this year. So I'm super excited to maybe be able to use that sauna because it's supposed to help a lot with seasonal depression and some of the other things that are coming. Uh, but, One of the things that I have done is I've scheduled a vacation that's in the sun sometime between, you know, late December through early January and the entire idea being that I am going to just go and soak up a bunch of vitamin D and that's it. If we think that the environment is has an impact, and it does, you know, it has a major impact in us getting sick and you know, we're getting to this this lack of vitamin D. It's we can supplement it with pills, but it's never gonna be as good as actually soaking up the real sunshine. So just a four or a five-day quick vacation, Southwest flies direct to Punta Cana to the Keys. You can usually get down there for a couple hundred bucks, can Airbnb for a couple hundred bucks. I think last year or two years ago, we did a vacation. It was like $800 for five days. And we were able to go get in a bunch of sun, get some ocean time, get some jet skiing in. And it wasn't the most lavish vacation in the world. I will not sugarcoat that. The house was not fantastic and things could have been better. Uh, but we went over, it was like Christmas, I think December 23rd through like December 28th. And what a great time to go on vacation. It sounds so weird. Right. And it was, it was challenging a little bit for like family stuff, but it was amazing. We went down to uh, Key Largo and the whole city was like, we were eating a Christmas breakfast and Christmas day at, at Starbucks because it was the only place that was open but we sat up and you know, on Christmas Eve and on Christmas day, uh, we would drink at Starbucks. We'd sit and read and just soak up the sun. And we just, we were getting like six, seven, eight hours of sunlight every day. And it was, it was super just peaceful. It was relaxing. And it's an easy time to go for most people because most work stuff, like if those are business days, nothing's really going on. Nobody's really doing anything easy for us from a gym perspective, because so many people are, kind of in and out of town. They have family stuff going on and it's a little bit more of a lax time in the gym because not everybody's, you know, Oh, I have to be in by five thirty today, no matter what. And then I'm out by six and I'm to work by seven. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. It's much more slow pace. So think about where your opportunities are for that vacation. If you guys are somebody who really gets affected by the weather and somebody who really gets affected with sickness and some of those things, be thinking about scheduling out that vacation now while it's still inexpensive and do that like that that new year's christmas time is a great time to go a little bit after right if if you know if you're anything like us you work for a small business or even if you work for a bigger business a lot of people put in for vacation over the holidays and that's actually a really stressful on a business so for us we always try to say like look, I don't care if you guys take a ton of vacation in January. Uh, it's a lot harder if everybody's like, Hey, I need to leave for, you know, 10 days over Christmas all at the same time. But if we can kind of spread that out, there might be, you know, bosses who are willing to say like, Hey, you know, if you can hold your vacation till you know January, February, we'll maybe give you a couple of extra days or whatever it is. So some good opportunities to kind of think about things there, but that has been something that we've instituted. We've done uh Punta Cana, which I really enjoy is a great vacation, easy flight. You just have to pay attention. There were like some random Americans dying down there. Uh, they speak like only Spanish. There's almost no English speaking. And if you're not staying in, I think the people who are dying were staying in the resorts. We stayed in an Airbnb. You just have to be very diligent to like, not use the water, so it's a little bit interesting. the uh, The keys were a little bit better, um, and they had just been hit by a hurricane when we were going, and so they were still very much in recovery mode. But they are also very appreciative to tourists uh, because they needed the income, they needed the money, they rely heavily on that. And because people weren't coming, it was something that was a little different. So a lot of opportunities there. Uh, Mexico's fantastic. I actually haven't really been to anywhere in like mainland Mexico. Uh, but a lot of people go to Cozumel. A lot of people go to Cancun and there's some great, uh, locations that you guys can research there. But, uh, those are the places that you want to be going. I would research heavily, you know, the dates, the climate of where you're going at that time. And then honestly, I, if it's me, I just do quick and dirty, right? Just, it doesn't, d- don't worry about it being the most lavish thing in the world. You're going for kind of one reason. You're going to bring one or two books. You're going to bring five or 10 podcasts and you're just going to sit in the sun and relax, soak up information, you know, not be on your phone all day and just relax. And that's it. That's the whole point of this is just, just get the vitamin D, get the sunshine, get out of the cold gray. And into some, you know, kind of restorative walks, right? And that's what I would recommend. Every day you wake up, get some walks in, you know, go out, get some sun, read a little bit—all things that are very good for our mental, physical state. And then the last one, guys, and this is a big one. This is big for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. But if you guys have never really lived out of Ohio, you might not understand this. And for those of you who have and you've moved back, my guess is this is a big reason why. For me when I moved around and jumped to a few different places for the army. And when I went around to Europe, I understood really quickly how amazing the Midwest is. Yes, bad weather, but why do so many people live here and have amazing communities and all these things? There are so many positives to living here. And sometimes I think it helps me to continue to speak about Ohio and Columbus very positively with the people in and around me, with my family and all that. Just so I have a deep understanding of the fact that I don't want to leave here. I have left here before. I didn't really like the people. I didn't really like the cultures. I didn't really like the environments, and the communities and the neighborhoods that I stayed in just didn't really fit what I was looking for in my life. And I love, like, I love living here. The people are amazing. My family's here. Maria's family's here. you know, I, I get to interact with so many, you know, intelligent, caring people. Our education systems are incredible. Our teachers are amazing. The kids who come out of those school systems are just awesome to work with and be a part of. And there's so much just good. Great things, like it's an amazingly well laid out city. Like two seventy and three fifteen and um, you know seventy, it's it, the like little plus sign that that creates. So seventy one, like that makes traffic way better. If you guys have ever lived in like D.C. or you've lived in places with that have horrible traffic setups, it is such a nightmare to get around all the time that you actually start to appreciate some of those things, and could things be better? Sure. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure everybody's listening to this, like thinks about something that they can maybe bitch about with Ohio, but on the whole, I I just could not be happier living in a place. And so for me, you know, if we really think about what's important is, you know, another hundred days more important to me than the people I get to spend every day with. Absolutely not. Like And and it's not even close. Relationships to me are what drive me as a person, like getting to know people, being able to smile, laugh, hug, communicate and grow and build relationships with people. That is to me, that is like what is human that is required. And, you know, is more sun nice? Sure right? But is it worth being around people who you don't enjoy? Is it worth sitting, you know, an hour every day in commuter traffic and, you know, having to deal with all of the crap that goes on in California right now? I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people vacating their homes because of wildfires. And, you know, the electrical companies are shutting off power to like half the state at a time just so that they can better control these wildfires, which they're not doing, you know, just property loss everywhere, earthquakes, you know, and then you go to Florida and it's like, okay, now we've got massive hurricanes coming in and decimating all these islands and stuff. And we don't have to deal with any of that. Okay. We get some rain, we get some snow, you know, all these things, but like Hey, yeah, your, your life is not really threatened by the weather living in Columbus, Ohio for the most part. So, you know, I always try to think about some of these things and my hope in doing this podcast guys is that, well, my big hope is that when I, when you guys come in this winter and it's just gray and crappy and I greet you with a big smile, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? What's going on today? Like, how are you? You're not just like, uh, eh, this weather sucks. Like, think about that like you did that to yourself right somebody just greeted you with positivity and happiness they, they smile joy and you hit them back with negativity for something that you is also affecting that person right in this case is also affecting me the exact same way that it affects you the only difference is our response I choose to not let it be something that overwhelms all of the good that comes from living in Columbus. All of the people that I love in the systems, in the things that I love about living here could never be overwhelmed by the next 100 days being just like this, right? So that's my hope out of this podcast, number one. And number two, my biggest hope is that you can start to work towards the habits, That will override the motivation throughout this holiday season because I've seen it claim too many people and it just doesn't need to we just have to start thinking about writing down and establishing like right now you can just write on paper. I'm going to make it to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday class at 5:30 through the week and seven o'clock on Saturday. That is non-negotiable. I've got them booked in my calendar. I'm going to make it whether a Friday falls on Christmas day or whether a you know Wednesday falls on Christmas Eve or whatever. And you know, if the gym's not open, we're going to do a family workout at home or I'm going to do Tabata air squats and then Tabata burpees for two rounds right whatever it is establish that plan write it out now that's going to be my exercise plan my nutrition plan for thanksgiving is going to look like this my nutrition plan for christmas and christmas eve is going to look like this right when i go out on vacation i'm going to limit myself to two nights of drinking right I'm going to try to make sure that we get a place with a kitchen so that I can at least make a breakfast or make lunch that's going to be somewhat healthy. I don't have to eat out every time. I don't know about you guys, but I hate, hate, hate going on vacations where you eat out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's just miserable. It, it costs a fortune. The food's never that great. You start to get really annoyed by having to wait for the bill and sign the check and do the stuff after like three days of it. So these are just these are some goals for you guys to start pre-framing, start setting up now because now is the time. Right? You have to do it now because we're going into it and in about 2 or 3 weeks, you're going to get to see are your systems, are your habits good enough or do they fall and crumble under the pressure of the holiday season? So I hope you guys are the ones who rise to the occasion, who pre-frame their mindset, who set goals and expectations for themselves and their families and execute on those habits. And as we say, or as uh, my boy, Tim and Brian Kite say, let's do the work. Appreciate you guys.